Good morning. Welcome to the Rural Business Podcast. I am your host, Shannon Hansen, and today we will be discussing why 2019 is the best time to start a business. So why is 2019 a great time to start a business? Well, advancements in technology are unfolding at a rate that is almost incomprehensible. We're really standing on the edge of a new era in the face of 5G wireless, enhanced biometrics, cryptocurrencies, and an ever-growing hunger for content from billions of smartphone and tablet users worldwide. This is a tremendously exciting time for enterprising people who live in previously too small a market to make a go at being a business owner. But now, no matter what type of business you want to start or grow, these changes are good for you and your customers. The ability to reach buyers, clients, readers, viewers, and customers around the world has never before been available to, say, a baker in Bertram, Texas, or a hairdresser in Plimpton, Massachusetts. How about that dentist over in Corbin, Kentucky? Or a midwife struggling to get her practice up and running in Three Sisters, Oregon? Or a writer living in the mountains of Newport, Washington? But now those same business owners can reach around the globe without ever leaving their small town or rural home. Building a business in this digital age doesn't have to be overwhelming or mysterious. We're going to cut through the confusion and boil it down to the top three reasons to start a business right now. Number one, the job market. Placing your faith in the employment model has become one of the most risky endeavors you can undertake. Thousands of workers will experience a layoff this month alone. Hundreds of thousands of people lose their jobs in America every year due to company or store closures. And 85% of those people who get laid off don't know what to do if they can't find another job quickly. Most of you were in the workforce during the 2008 recession, or you at least remember the headlines. Millions of workers flooded the unemployment rolls, many searching for work for over a year before securing another comparable position to the one that they lost. And for many of them, their income never reached the levels that it was before the recession. Wages have still not recovered in a lot of industries. There's a huge segment of the middle class who is seeing their standard of living declining rather than rising. Stagnant wages with cost of living on the continual upswing has shrunk our previously thriving middle class by nearly a third in the last decade alone. Making the assumption that there will always be employment readily available to you is a serious mistake. We've watched entire industries disappear in the span of a few years. I mean, does anybody remember Blockbuster Video or Hollywood Video? They're gone. Netflix replaced them, and they're not coming back. Don't live with the false sense of security that your present state of employment may give you. Number two, your legacy and retirement. We all know that employment does not offer the security it used to. In the post-war era, there were several decades of pensions and generous compensation, benefits packages, and a huge sense of security going into retirement. Workers knew that they could devote 20 to 30 years to a company and retire with a full paycheck or close to a full paycheck. This is rarely the case any longer. Few pensions remain and even those that do teeter on the brink of disaster. 
How much did your 401k lose in 2008? Mine was utterly devastated, and 10 years later, it still hasn't recovered its losses. Business ownership can be a viable plan for retirement. Building a profitable business and working it as long as you want to. Then when you're ready to step away, you can either sell it and have that as a nest egg, or you can hire someone to run it while you retain the ownership interest. And if you do this with several businesses, you're gonna have quite the nest egg. I would gamble on my own business before I'm gonna gamble on my 401k any day. And any business that you build is also a legacy for your children and your grandchildren. In a growing age of uncertainty, it really is a wonderful thing to provide even some semblance of security to your heirs. Number three, freedom. No, I don't necessarily mean financial freedom. I mean the freedom to create and do the work that completes you. Let me explain just a little bit. I worked for a state agency during college processing boat registrations. It was a, quote, good job, according to all of my friends and even my family members. The pay was above average for the area I was living in and most particularly for my age. There was plenty of room for advancement and I knew that if I stayed with them, I could retire. But here's the problem. I wanted to throw myself out of my fourth story window every single day. The work was so tedious and boring and it really reinforced the rantings of the old men that my dad hung out with who complained about the monstrous bureaucracy that the government had become. I could not imagine spending two and a half decades typing in VIN numbers, no matter how easy or secure it was. And I felt this way in almost every job I ever had. I could feel my soul shrink just a little bit more with every paycheck I cashed. I tasted the freedom of doing work that completes me in 2009 after the collapse of the housing market. I was inevitably laid off from my career in construction project management as the industry shrunk and building absolutely contracted. In between looking for jobs, I started a small, very niche-focused business that took off from my living room. I ended my job search then and there, and I've never looked back. The unimaginable freedom of doing work that was interesting, actually helpful to people, and the heady sense of power I got from earning more than my extinct job had paid me was really intoxicating. That freedom is worth more than I could ever express in words. So why should you listen to me and what is the rural business company? Well, let me start with rural business. The rural business company is a collaboration of several rural entrepreneurs located in Newport, Washington. All of us have separately and successfully built multiple businesses from either this small town or our rural locations. The four of us started the rural business company to fill a gap that we saw for entrepreneurs that don't operate out of an urban market. Our goal is to support and educate both the business community and those that help the business community. We work closely with chambers of commerce and economic development committees in various rural locations throughout the country. We're really excited to bring this podcast to you. 
I'm hoping that you will respond and um, interact, send us emails, chat with us on, on Instagram, send us tweets, whatever it is that you would like to see. What burning questions do you have about starting your own business and most particularly growing that business from a small town or a rural location? Now, what about me? What's my story? Well, as I said earlier, I worked in construction project management for most of my career. I hold a degree from the University of Texas at Austin, and I considered myself a pretty upwardly mobile young female professional, but I was really, really miserable in most of my jobs, really all of my jobs. The freedom aspect of being able to pursue things that really are passionate to me, I never found in any of my employment positions. And that 2009 layoff allowed me to explore things that I didn't even know I was good at. And teaching is one of them. Sharing what I've learned with others is really, at this point in my career, my passion. So I'm glad that you're joining us here on this podcast. And like I said, we want to hear from you. You can send us an email to hello at ruralbusiness.co. Or you can interact with us on Facebook on our Rural Business Company Facebook page. So we're going to bring you an episode each week with special guests and interesting information that will help you grow your rural business. Have a great day, everybody. See you next time.